E-Tidings Cosmos Good noontime, 21st century world of worlds. This is Radio Richard Ireland, coming to you from within the soundproofless studio of life itself. Thormila Falcher Rothen Hear this, listener, give it here your fullness of ear. From the beginning there is breath, and upon that breath there are words. Just to mention, due to personal reasons, it wasn't possible to broadcast yesterday. In a sound of the past weekend, overheard one person say to another, Science's reason is much wiser than human foolishness. The other replied, That may have some truth in it, all right, but you have to admit, for all its wisdom, science's foolishness is not that far removed, really, from human reason. Looking out a window, and seeing the moss on the slates on a roof across the street, some plant growing up near the chimney-pot. How resilient and enduring they are, I thought. And I recalled to mind a few winters ago, when we had extremely cold weather, and looking across at the moss and realising it was there before the cold, it was there during the cold, and it was there after the cold. And still it grows away there to this day, and will probably continue on growing away if left undisturbed by man or bird. That is some determination to keep going, I thought, in that whatever comes, and however hard it may be, the whole focus is on surviving to be of a new day dawning, be it of a new night evening. In today's broadcast, I'll be reading some more from Shakespeare, Lucretius, and Zhuangzi. The Conclusion of A Midsummer Night's Dream Methinks she should not use a long one for such a pyramus. I hope she will be brief. A moat will turn the balance which pyramus which Thisbe is the better. He for a man, God warrant us, she for a woman, God bless her. She had spied him already with those sweet eyes. And thus she means to Videlicet. Asleep, my love? What? Dead, my love? Oh, Pyramus, arise! Speak, speak! Quite dumb! Dead, dead! A tomb must cover thy sweet eyes. These my lips, these cherry nose... This cherry nose, this yellow cowslip cheeks, are gone, are gone. Lovers make moan, his eyes were green as leeks. Oh, sister three, come, come to me, with hands as pale as milk. Lay them in go, since you have sure, with shears his tread of silk. Tongue, not a word. Come, thrusty sword, come, blade, my breast and brew. And farewell, friends, thus tis be ends. Adieu, 
adieu, adieu. Moonshine and Lion are left to bury the dead. I and Wall, too. No, assure you, the wall is down that part of their fathers. Will it please you to see the epilogue, or to hear a, a, a burgomaster dance between uh, two of our company? No epilogue, I pray you, for your play needs no excuse. Never excuse when the players are all dead. There needs none to be blamed. Marry, if he that writ it had played Pyramus and hanged himself in Thisbe's garden. It would have been a fine tragedy. And so it is, truly, and very notably discharged. But come, your burgomaster, uh, let your epilogue alone. The iron tongue of midnight had told twelve. Love us to bed. Tis almost very time. I fear we shall outsleep the coming morn, as much as we this night have overwatched. This palpable gross play had well beguiled the heavy gate of night. Sweet friends, to bed. A fortnight hold we this solemnity, in nightly revels and new jollity. Now the hungry lion roars, and the wolf behowls the moon, whilst the heavy ploughman snores, all with weary task fordone. Now the wasted brands do glow, whilst the screech out screeching loud puts the wretch that lies in woe in remembrance of a shroud. Now it is the time of night, that the graves all gaping wide, every one lets forth his sprite, in the churchway paths to glide, and we fairies that do run by the triple hectic's team, now the presence of the sun following darkness like a dream, now a frolic. Not a mouse shall disturb this hollowed house. I am sent with broom before to sweep the dust behind the door. Through the house give gathering light by the dead and drowsy fire. Every elf and fairy sprite hop as light as bird from briar. And this ditty after me sing and dance it trippingly. First rehearse your song by note to each word a warbling note. Hand in hand with fairy grace will we sing and bless this place. Now until the break of day through this house each fairy stray, to the best bride bed will we, which by us shall blessed be, and the issue there create ever shall be fortunate. So shall all the couple's tree ever true in loving be, and the blots of nature's hand shall not in their issue stand, never mole, hair-lip, nor scar, nor mark prodigious, such are despised in nativity, shall upon their children be. With this field you consecrate, every fairy take his gate, and each several chambers bless, through this palace with sweet peace, and the owner of it bless, ever shall in safety rest. Trip away, make no stay, meet me all by the break of day. If we shadows have offended, think with this, and all is mended, that you have but slumbered here while these visions did appear, and this weak and idle theme no more yielding but a dream. Gentles do not reprehend, if you pardon we will amend, and as I am an honest puck, 
if we have unearned luck, now to scape the serpent's tongue, we will make amends ere long. Else the pucker liar call. So good night unto you all. Give me your hands if we be friends, and Robin shall restore amends. A reading in continuity from the first century BC poem On the Nature of Things by the Roman poet and philosopher Titus Lucretius Carus. Right here I am compelled a question to expound, forestalling something certain folks suppose, lest it avail to lead thee off from truth. What does they say before the shining breed of the swift scaly creatures somehow give, and straightway open sudden liquid parts, because the fish leave behind them room, to which at once the yielding bellows stream? Thus things among themselves can yet be moved, and change their place, however full the sum. Received opinion, wholly false forsooth. For where can scaly creatures forward dart, save where the waters give them room? Again, where can the bellows yield away, so long as ever the fish are powerless to go? Thus either all bodies of motion are deprived, of things, or things contain admixture of a void, where each thing gets its start in moving on. Lastly, where after impact two broad bodies suddenly spring apart, the air must crowd the whole new void between those bodies formed. But air, however its stream with hasting gusts, can yet not fill the gap at once. For first it makes for one place air diffused through all. And then, if haply, anything this comes when bodies spring apart, because the air somehow condenses, wander there from truth. For then a void is formed, where none before, and two, a void is filled which was before. Nor can air be condensed in such a wise, nor granting it could, without a void, I hold it still could not contract upon itself and draw its parts together into one. Wherefore, despite demur, the counter-speech, Confess, thou must, there is a void in things. An interpretation, after my own fashioning, of some lines from The True Classic of Southern Taoist Fragrance. Nortree Star Visitor spoke to me, saying, Humaculate of error, what stories, what anecdotes, what insights do you bring to this new dawn? Of an afternoon in late winter, a queen of the Cork Glendry was intently gazing into the sky. Her fragrant breathing was long, deep, and gentle. For all the world, she appeared to be in some kind of a trance, almost to have lost all consciousness of any one or anything in her surround. Now her confidant, who was standing in attendance, said to her after some time, Pardon me, your majesty, but what is this? How came your body to become thus like a summer tree, and your gaze, your mind, seemingly to become like haze? Your countenance is all aglow. The queen replied, 
I have been to the heart of the Milky Way. The confidant said, I, I don't understand, Your Majesty, for I have been standing in attendance here since you came, and you were you haven't been anywhere. And the queen replied, When the wind blows through different things, through different openings, it makes all kinds of interesting sounds, no two sounds ever being exactly the same. When the sun shines on the waters, it creates wondrous shimmerings. On the hilltops, slopes, and along the valleys, marvelous hues and shadows. When the rain comes, the surface of the pathways are as if they were alive. When with heavy snow falls, the land all about becomes indistinguishable. When it comes to journeying to and fro from worlds beyond, a person's appearance momentarily changes, and their countenance is as if it were glowing. How come, how come I have never witnessed you like this before, Your Majesty? Ah, but you have, you have many times. Only today was the first time ever for you to let yourself truly see what it is you are really looking at. In a dawn reverie of this new day, meditated I on what an immortal self of mine did say, did lovingly relay, way back in days of long, long, long gone by. O mortal self of mine, when with living in your own realm and time, you will enter your own house through the abundance of your own steadfast love and compassion. All right, I will leave it at that for today. Enjoy taking very good care of yourself and those around you. Be ever so grateful for your many blessings. And spare a thought, too, for peoples living in faraway places, in all different kinds of situations, often very difficult, and not at all of their own making. You have been listening to Radio Richard Ireland, on the air globally for about 15 minutes, Monday to Friday, and occasionally on the weekends. A transcript of today's broadcast will be forthcoming. It is truly an honor to have you listening. May you be a blessing unto yourself by way of your past, by way of your present, and by way of your future. Slán agus Banacht Lát